two, three. Because we're famous for this podcast. No, we weren't famous before. Now we're famous for this podcast. It's what we're famous for. Okay. <sighs> um, do you have any kind of like... Uh, particular phobias that you know of um like anything anything that seems weird like you know uh, i think my the one i always mention is that uh i'm worried about an octopus sucking onto my face although i like oh. octopuses uh what? but I, I have some you know i think irrational fear of an octopus like sucking onto my face and and now i'm asking you uh, you, <laughs> based yeah. on that example or that do you have any that's other, mine uh, too fears? no uh, <laughs> yeah that, that's one i could easily be talked into like if if it's brought up two more times over the next week i'll probably have it but as of now <laughs> i'm good i have all i think i just have the the biggest hack phobia in the world of heights where like i go up high okay. in the building and yeah i get a little ooh, that's uh that's a little disturbing over there that's boy can you imagine what it'd be like if we fell that, you know, all those thoughts of the heights get me. But once you're in a plane, I think anybody who's pretending that is bothering them height wise is, is faking. Ah, okay. Yeah. Cause you can't even tell, you can't even look out unless you're right by the window and choose to, but otherwise if, and you're in that thing, you're not going to fall out of that. So that really doesn't bother me for whatever reason, the plane lookout, but building wise or like no glass there and you're on a balcony up really high and you look over and somebody grabs you and does the fake thing where they're going to throw you off like that's pretty pretty devastating right is it the wind uh that you are experiencing that like i'm wondering all right if you were in a plane but everybody you know rolled the windows down (laughs) uh are you gonna also be scared there or is it more like looking down and seeing looking down off of something and seeing the the ground right that might be it. Have, looking down to see the ground with no glass or anything between me and the ground. That's where I get a little, uh, that's where I start becoming scared that a octopus is going <laughs> to come get me. <laughs> Flying out of a, get somebody drops their octopus out of an airplane. And lands on your face. <laughs> yeah, man. I love just while we're here, we got to say hello to how genius octopuses are. Way to go guys. Yes. Have you uh, have you delved into it at all? What, what do you know about the octopus and uh, um, how smart they are? Just that they uh, they change into different stuff very easily, and like that's that type of just genius, like that's beyond any. It's the genius that like just does it. It's the closest we have to magic. You know, put it in front of butterflies turning into caterpillars, vice versa, and babies being born. Put it. Top, what the the Mount Rushmore includes those three, and we'll get to the fourth later in the episode. Um, okay, yeah, those are good ones. Yeah, the uh, caterpillar caterpillar turned into a butterfly. That one's unbelievable. Hilarious. Yep, hilariously cool. Um, and as you know, as a, you know, this podcast is on record as you know having its doubts as to what's really going on. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I still say send a video camera in, but I'm also willing. <laughs> I like a miracle. I want there to be a miracle. If there's one that's out there that, you know, we haven't dispelled yet, keep a lid on it maybe even. I don't know. Okay. Uh, just a lot. Don't even, uh, don't even break the new, keep it, keep it in the Santa category. If, right. If it turns out that butterflies are just a friend of the caterpillar and they go in and eat <laughs> the caterpillar and 
You can sign up not to find out the truth about certain things. Like, I'll okay. put my name on the, uh, you know, when you do jury duty, you check a box whether or not you want the, the, uh, the miracle spoiled. And, you know, they send it in like, okay, we won't send him the email or we ha- won't have the guy show up to his house. <laughs> 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 and like one uh, husband and wife, it's a big compatibility issue. You know, whether you want the stuff spoiled for you. So on dating apps, that's one of the f- new filters, whether you want stuff spoiled for you. And some people still fall in love despite it. So then they move into the house and then like, oh, they have to like invite the person in like and go into a special room like, okay, don't. And then the person who didn't sign up has their ear on the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I like the idea of, yeah, let's maintain some mystery out there in the world. Right. Not about the good ones though. The ultimate good ones I want to know, but the butterfly, I'm okay with keeping that one as is. Right. That's true. It doesn't matter one way or the other. I'm not going to act any differently if the caterpillar is, is uh, you know, one big conspiracy <laughs> uh, or if it turns out to be real. Yeah. Either way is fine by me. And I guess keep it with the more interesting one. Although, is it kind of interesting to find out that it's one big conspiracy? I, I think oh, that's also yes. interesting. The Mandela effect with regard to uh, caterpillars and butterflies. Yes. Yeah. Everybody just thought it. Um, it wasn't true. So there you go. Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. The Mandela yeah, effect musical. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, man. I like that. Um, what else you got on this, on the phobias? Are you, any others getting you? No, I, I think I'm particularly not scared of anything except the octopus thing. And the octopus thing is not keeping me up at night. Or anything like that but uh this octopus is, i have here in my apartment is what's keeping me up the octopus itself if it was okay to have a pet octopus i would love to have one that'd be so cool yeah but then man, that w- cool. i would be constantly in a state of terror but <laughs> do you have any uh the fourth mount rushmore up on the top of your uh noodle noggin babies babies being born octopuses yeah octopuses just are so cool yeah um caterpillars turning into butterflies and, and then, then the fact that jesus maybe was both fully human and god that might be the fourth one uh, of true yes. uh true things the holy trinity uh, <laughs> yeah oh that's three that's three of the four so kick fully act. man fully god and fully what the holy Some spirit of, which is what is that one the holy spirit was what came down and told mary that she was gonna have a baby i think that's it I that's think that's all holy, he ever did. Yeah. That's the Holy Trinity. That, <laughs> that guy got in with God and Jesus. Good Lord. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I think the third guy was, uh, was Balthazar, the wise man. Okay, good. It's fine. Yeah. He's good for him to get a little credit. Although they never, they never refer to him by name. The father, son, and Holy Balthazar. <laughs> um, yeah. Let me think if there's any other really good ones. Uh, you know, I think like the uh, like large groups of animals that work as a team somehow so perfectly, like a, a whole massive colony of ants, yeah, all working together somehow. That's genius. It's uh, unbelievable. What's going on there? Right. I think it's one of those things where just like fifty ants is one ant. Like they're like, and we just haven't figured that out yet. They're probably all connected in some way. Like there's some invisible thing happening that they're all so the same guys running fifty ants. Because right. otherwise, how would they know to work together? I don't. I don't think we understand it. Some type of hive mind, right? Yeah. Is there uh, an Attenborough ant documentary? Like each each 
pack of 50 ants is run by one <laughs> one mother ant <laughs> controlling them from a completely different area um no there ought to be yeah i that the, that is a good one top you know the just the general many animals working together for a common cause is the fourth one and have you ever seen yeah. a school of fish and how they change direction on a dime? They all change direction at the exact same moment. Same right. thing with a uh, flock of birds. Right. Ducks it's fly not, together. They, when they turn, I think that there is some type of Attenborough-style thing talking about all this stuff that, you the know, when the they turn. The way the winds change dictate where the birds go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that might be true, and maybe that explains it at some level but yeah winds roll in from the east winds roll in from the west but nah i'm losing it but i was i was what i might have been starting to nail was like that good storytellerish cadence is what so yes. it was like a it was a very educational attempt poetic uh you know justice he, he describes a simple thing in a poetic way you know he's uh he's out there into he's talking into a microphone <laughs> The, the guy there, like, applying pressure to his chest so he sounds as breathy and out of, whatever, however he sounds. He's having uh, some yeah. guy over to hold his mouth a certain way or, you know. Do a partial Heimlich on him. Right, yeah. As the bears attempt to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that might be the Rushmore then. You know, you got the hive mind, animals, butterfly, right. octopus... And somebody giving Attenborough the Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. No, the group animals top. I love that one. Um, and then there were only four on Mount Rushmore because I would really like, maybe there's like an honorable mention Mount Rushmore and that's how, um, yeah. Who's waiting in the wings president wise? Who's the fifth Mount Rushmore? Uh, Obama. Why, I know you're going to say Obama. Yeah. yeah. Um, Obama man. Let's see. Who's even on there to begin with? That's a good question. Uh, the Link, Richard Linklater. Um, Washington, Lincoln, Teddy Roosevelt for some odd reason. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. And Who was Rushmore? Is he one of the presidents? George W. Bush. President Rushmore? Uh, <laughs> George W. Bush. <laughs> uh, I, th I think it was just the name of the mountain, probably. Oh. To... It, was the, it was the carving that was there before. They covered up President Rushmore, turned him into Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Like, ah, there's a bunch of room over here. That was just regular uh, run-of-the-mill driveway rock that they carved up, huh? Driveway rock? The one, uh, the driveways where you just dump a bunch of rocks. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's just a, a rocky mountain face, rocky cliff face that they carved up. Biggest genius might have been that they didn't crack it and, like, it falls all the way down and everything. Just like, oh, all right, we just successfully carved this without, a, you know, having a... Uh, mountain avalanche of rock yeah dangerous avalanche yeah. and who knows how many people died and that did happen too before they finally uh you know got it right i guess right. there could be just like 10 or 15 different partially completed rushmores that just have teddy <laughs> roosevelt's mustache and the rest is <laughs> not there and a pile of dead bodies at the bottom i guess <laughs> that eventually piled up high enough and miraculously formed uh abe lincoln's face perfectly which is actually then they had to replace that as the fourth thing on mount rushmore of cool science nature stuff yes 
I want to say Jefferson is the other one. And then I feel like you got to go, you know, now these days, I do think, you know, do you do you cover them up, you know, with some big black tarp now? It's like probably yeah. in the conversation. And Teddy Roosevelt's going to get covered up with a black tarp too. We just don't know what for. I mean, I think he was out there like hunting wild game. That's no good. Teddy the uh, Roseman Roosevelt. Yeah, he he did all sorts of stuff that I I think you know he was like a real man's man, a real outdoorsman. So he's oh, he's not yeah. going to survive the test of time. Right. And then Lincoln, you know, signed the Emancipation Proclamation, but he was his views on race were not uh, particularly acceptable in the modern scheme either. So right. you're all take the whole mountain down, just yeah. for, force an avalanche collapsing on the guy whose job it was to blow it up or right hire who were four good people like that we love like maybe cha- like change them into uh mother Teresa, or did she turn out to be you know molesting Terrible. all the people she helped no she was bad <laughs> okay to forget mother Teresa then she was like some um, sick uh sadist as it turns out oh man it wasn't a mother at all it turned out Right, that was the biggest lie of all. She had no kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow, that's that is offensive. I'd cancel her too. All the whatever other good stuff she did. A sadist. What are they doing? They they want to see people suffer. Uh, yeah, sadist likes to you know hurt other people. Yeah, see them suffer. Yeah, because you got sadomasochism, S and M. Oh, is that what that is? Okay. Yeah, sadism is the part where you you're taking pleasure in you know someone else's pain i think and then masochism is the other way around where you're uh taking pleasure in in feeling pain yourself see i knew giamatti was enjoying taking the pain in billions but i didn't know she could potentially be enjoying stepping on him that way like i I hadn't considered the other side of that like who could ever enjoy hurting somebody but i could you know the twisted side of me can see all right yeah you want to get hurt or something fine you want to feel something good i could at least get my mind around that one right well then then you could get around your mind around enjoying that too though the other side of it oh because you know they were enjoying it and that's then you get to derive enjoyment from that only well and you maybe only but i think if you're a true sadist you also are going to get a little bit of enjoyment out of the the pain aspect you know the inflicting of the pain aspect of it too or the power the feeling of power or those kinds of things but i think if you're a healthy I don't know. I assume you can be a healthy uh, sadist. Right. You're probably... Use all organic things to be stepped on with. Exactly. Yeah. You just... uh, (laughs) Vegan. Only step on (laughs) the balls of plants. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. You know, anytime you get stepped on... Don't have it be with factory farming. <laughs> <laughs> Don't step yeah. on me with factory farming shoes. <laughs> uh-huh. That's the way to do it these days. <laughs> <laughs> so that's healthy and good for the world. Or what's that called? Good for the oh, philanthropy, I guess, right? Uh, or yeah, sure. Human race goodness, humankind, human kindness. There you go. Yeah, human kindness Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's got to be already what 20 different organizations in the united states (laughs) 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 plays on word wise people thinking like oh right humankind human kindness 30 different organizations a couple different christian rock bands um and then six blogs 
and like 3,500 different like news anchor sign offs. We need to stop only thinking about humankind and start thinking about human kindness. I'm right. Marley Safer. <laughs> I'm Marley Safer. <laughs> yeah. I'm 90 and I still have this gig. God bless me. Yeah, good. <laughs> keep Morley in there. Um, Morley is a... Do not keep that in there yet. Yeah, make him change his name first, but keep keep the man. Morley and me. It was the sequel to Marley and me. Morley Safer went and lived with Owen Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Morley, I uh, sorry about you dying. I can't do an impression of Morley Safer. Otherwise, <laughs> I, I would... The Morley and Me musical. <laughs> I went to live with Owen Wilson. <laughs> Owen Wilson lives with me too. Real slow tap dancing. <laughs> it's just nothing else changes about the plot at all. <laughs> <laughs> right. Morley Safer plays Owen Wilson's father in the sequel. But then they just start calling him Morley. They're like, wait, his name is Morley in real life. What? Listen, I know there are holes in the plot. <laughs> That's kind of a mix of Giamatti and, and Owen Wilson. There. Oh, yes. I think the Motti man, the G-man, the Mott, uh, is maybe at the base of every impression. Yeah, that could be, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me to find out that my voice... <laughs> Was the way? Oh, I was going to say another big friend of the podcast. I think you do start with uh, the G Man to go to Vizzini. So you're up there in the Giamatti, and you, all you do for that from there is you remove the uh, the machine gun aspect of Giamatti. <laughs> take out <laughs> take out the sputters, and then um, you get yourself uh, Vizzini. Uh, yeah, no sputterless. Uh, flip on the lisp, and it's a quick flip flop. It's a flip flop job. Okay. Oh yeah, different um different terms like that for the uh for the impression explaining character slash game. Whole category. It's a flip flop. So that's what you call two guys whose impressions are only two moves away. They are like it's like Eskimo brothers, like Giamatti and um and the Vezman are are brothers in that way. Yes. <laughs> it's like five degrees of separation of John Bacon. Uh, was his name John Bacon? No. Who? Uh, <laughs> who? John Bacon? <laughs> yes, John Bacon's name is that. Kevin. I Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin the Bake Man. Yeah. Five degrees of separation of Kevin Bacon. Same thing with the impressions. You know, it, oh, it's okay. it's five five degrees. You know, you can start. You can get to any impression from Giamatti in five moves or less. Yes. You know? Okay. And Regis only gets you one better. He's four moves, but then you got Giamatti waiting in the wings. Oh, Regis did pass. It's on to Giamatti. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honor to be at the forefront of this one. Uh, <laughs> it's about time. I was sick of being associated with that. <laughs> um, yeah, old friend saying, saying a quick hello. Saying a quick hello. That's it. Um, can I throw one at you? Please. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is it stolen valor if, like, can you use stolen valor in that prompt you see on some dating sites uh, called Two Truths and a Lie? Maybe it's something out in life, too. It's, it's vaguely familiar out in real life, too. Two Truths and a Lie. What if you use stolen valor in that? 
Like, ah, and then, but so you say I've committed stolen valor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What do you think? No, but you're like, cause I was, I was somebody like did, uh, Oh, how about you in like a thing? So I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't like this game very much. I, I, but I only like participated in yours. That was part of your profile to, to start a conversation. This game's a little stupid to me, but okay. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I'll, I'll come up with one. Sure. And one of mine was, a, I was like, oh, I can't do that. It'd be stolen valor. My lie was going to be like, I served in the military. I served in Iraq or something. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, I can't even do that one as the lie, even though I'm announcing it as a lie. But for a moment before the reveal, it's temporary stolen valor, I think. I see. Yeah. That is, I think you're right about that. Yeah. So the lie has to be non-stolen valor. They should clarify. Two truths and a non-stolen valor lie. <laughs> <laughs> What else would you not be allowed to do in the lie? I'm wondering. Because right. I think you're totally right. You can't do stolen valor in the lie. I think it's all activity-based lies. I ended up going with like, I was captain of the debate team. Okay. it's. I guess it could be anything that's too good. Like you can't say, uh, I adopted my friend's baby after he, you know, got into an accident and <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. couldn't couldn't take care of the baby <laughs> right the lie the like playful game of getting a conversation started <laughs> is overtaken by like yeah just all these tra like and the one real tragedy is also you do have your tragedy as like the truth one in there too so like even at the reveal they're like well glad we got this conversation started like are you okay my god that happened to you it's not something to tell somebody up front normally um but but I, I think, yeah, you can't, it's, it's valor across the board. I don't think you, your, your lie can be anything that, uh, for a couple reasons, because partially because it, you, you turn out to probably be some kind of sick individual if you put that there, if you came right. up with a lie that was, yeah. Because you I, would benefit from it, from the people who scrolled and had the passing thought of, oh, like, didn't even read what it was for. Like, oh, a military guy, like, thanks, dude. Or like, right, you could get like a, you could it could be a butterfly situation. Somebody misreads it, thinks you were really in the army, then goes on their day thinking like, "Oh, that was nice of that dude to serve," and it wasn't right. true. Yeah, they're having a a good day when they shouldn't. <laughs> right, right, right. I cause joy. Yeah, you can't right. have that. <laughs> right. Oh man, victimless crime maybe as long as it's part of two truths and a lie. Yeah, but what if they do start, you know, messaging you and saying, hey, thanks for your service. And then you have to go, that one's the lie every time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I just never assumed anyone would have that as their lie. You even put right down to what tour you were in or whatever, like <laughs> what battalion number and shit. Right. <laughs> all, all the nicknames of your close friends who died were listed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. A whole like backstory. Right. <laughs> yep. IED Joe. Rest in peace. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they um, called him that because he was good at finding them that's right i think that's what it was yeah no i wouldn't yeah they called him i want to make you. light of that um <laughs> and then he just died of you know uh autoerotic damn it i can never say that one we're, we're gonna have to delete the whole podcast right asphyxiation <laughs> ask the fix manciation oh emancipation there you go yeah the asphyxiation proclamation <laughs> you're allowed yeah. to hang yourself from your doorknob and beat off <laughs> yeah by all men are created equally able to do that maybe right or no that's right right that was was that the uh 
That's the Deckley L banger versus the the Manny C. Yes, it is. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Stolen Valor wise, uh, Brian Williams was the guy with the with kind of a stolen. Is that does that count as stolen Valor? Because you're yeah. you're not really uh, you're not really saying that you served in the military when you didn't, but you're definitely stealing something. Right. It's stolen sympathy. Maybe there was a a comedian who got who got. Uh, who stole sympathy by saying like he was working in the towers, but really like he worked for a company that used to work there. And like he was in the city when it happened, but like it t- came out, he was a total lie that he was in the building. Okay. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So stolen, stolen ability to say I was somewhere stolen nice. lie privilege. What was that? Yeah. It still feels like the same kind of like war is just put in some kind of category. So it just feels like, stolen valor to me to be like yeah we were in a helicopter that was shot down it's like i could imagine misremembering if that's even a word that that situation but there's no way he did he's too sharp yeah i could see this comedian like being like i was in new york when it happened to somebody who like and he's out in los angeles now let's say like oh dude you were in the and like it just gets out of control real quick and you said you confirm one thing that isn't true and then next thing you know like this dude this guy was in the towers and, sh- and you're just like okay oh, yeah okay yeah i guess i was in the towers that's close enough like Ooh, i could see yeah. just accepting one. that not like putting it out there myself or starting it but like saying that i was like in the area or something and then just being like oh they kind of ran with that but ah, whatever what's the harm in that yeah okay yeah i was in i was in the thing but right it's still bad i'm not it saying is. yeah i know what you mean though like Every story Al Smith has ever told about me is on. <laughs> I'm like doing all sorts of crazy stuff in every story he's ever told about me. And I granted, again, my memory's terrible, but I didn't do any of that stuff that he's talking about. <laughs> and like, I'm yeah. not, I'm not you know, interrupting and saying that's not true. I never did that or anything like that. Cause it sounds, it's a good story. I'm like, all right. Yeah. What a great time. What a great, <laughs> right. that was Happy such a friends. great night. Yeah. What a great night <laughs> when I did that stuff. So is that stolen, you know, something too? Stolen, ah, stolen uh, clout from stories. Yeah. I, yeah. and I, more than anything, I just don't want to ruin his good story at that point. Right. Because it, it is a good story. Yeah. And I'm willing to ruin anybody's story most of the time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I'm selfishly not ruining those. Oh, well, honestly, I can. Yeah. I feel like there are some that I hear about and i i let a a lie or two slip they're just not on the scale of like right being involved in a war so as long as i think as long as you steer clear of the war this sounds like you can steal all the uh story valor you want okay that's good yeah i think it's fair game out there story valor wise like oh he's told the story i didn't say anything i didn't do a thing over here haven't done a thing wrong in years (laughs) what we're famous for i was having this thought that we do a stand on the shoulders astrology style reading based thing where the result is either just good or bad okay like okay so we sit down have a reading okay you're bad and then they get up and (laughs) um what do you mean like uh, (laughs) Um, cancel this podcast start a new podcast where people call in and they tell us about themselves and we say whether they're a good or bad person is that okay yes but right but all that's missing is a system by which to arrive there so you know how like whatever the astrology stuff is like you were born at this time you were born in this month you're a sagittarius and rising so the the moon means you're gonna 
you know, have a good winter, whatever. We just come up with that for the good, bad read. Okay. Yeah. So whatever it would be like, I don't know, maybe something with when you were born. No, (laughs) 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 no, it had to be something else. You put your handprint on something we determine. It looks like a big electrical field, but really we just say it's doing stuff, but then really you just are underneath like rigging something up to pop up with yes or no. But it seems like it's reading their hand. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I'm actually underneath. I steal their phone. I find out <laughs> when, they, when they were born, and then I just right. use that information. Oh, but that's just palm reading. No, it got to be something other than palms. Sorry. Sorry to step on palm reading there. <laughs> um, so what would it have to be? Like your elbow print. You know, you talk about fingerprints. You, you put your elbow in a thing of clay, and then we pretend to be studying the imprint it makes. Like, oh, yeah, this add up to that divot. We got a divot here, a little thing here. Oh, you're bad. <laughs> I don't know. Right. It's an early adopter idea. I like the idea. Yeah, we just got to give it some thought. What's the best way to, to get a hold of their phone to figure out what their sign is and uh, just get their <laughs> horoscope? <laughs> right. And then just dr- split it down the middle. Half of the signs are good. Half of them are bad. And oh, maybe it's random each day. And it's a, and it's a novelty read. Like, oh, I'm bad today. Well, my manifestation of badness will probably come out. All the bad stuff I want to do, I'll do today. Oh, there you go. So when you're you go in the you go every morning to this reader, okay. and they I like it. They you know it's like the guy you see on the way down. He's just waiting for you as you before you go into work or before you leave your building, something like that. Your doorman, let's say. Okay, starts. perfect. Yep, yeah. give them a little extra responsibility, a little pay raise it comes with, and as they get better at it, we'll talk about percentage raises from there. I like it. Okay. So then on the days. You get, and it's stacked to where you get mostly goods, I think, if you want to have it be a positive company. And then I think you get two bads a week. And anytime you want to eat ice cream, you do it on the ones where they, they told you you were bad or something. Okay. And then, uh, but then by the same token, the good ones, okay, you better go out there and make the world a better place. Yes. Motivate people. Right. At least toss 20 bucks to a thing in need. Right. To your doorman. <laughs> yeah. Tip him for all his hard work of learning how to do these readings. <laughs> <laughs> right and keep the money in in with people you know and like and that doesn't that eventually build you up if you just like make your friends rich then you get ri- something with like rich people and you know keeping your money close but your friends closer whatever it is is that true yeah keep your friends rich but your enemies richer <laughs> <laughs> that way you're motivated right keep mysteriously depositing money into your enemy's bank accounts <laughs> to make yourself jealous <laughs> <laughs> oh i like that company right the um the motivation by giving your enemies money company yeah keeping up right. with the joneses right keeping up with the joneses by making gary cole rich first because then it's going to be all the sweeter for you when you get rich because you're like fuck you gary i overtook you even though we motivated me by making you rich that you didn't earn i get to say fuck you twice now gar and you know i hate to see you use the, the, the hose to kill yourself again. So why don't you just have some of this money back now that you know the, the jig is up, the gig is up? Right. Um, Gary, yeah. Yeah, I want to say it's the jig is that, that's up rather than the gig. Um, right, but also gig makes sense. It was a whole gig. You know, it was a, a paid gig I did here. Yeah. How did he hose himself off? I think he just turned up the pressure and just stood in front of it. No, uh, and it knocked him <laughs> into the pool. No, I think he was like... I want to say the, I think he wrapped himself up. Yeah, looking back, I don't, 
know what they were trying to do. I think he was like wearing the hose like a hula hoop, but just like in the pool dead. So it was like, okay, what did he strangle himself with that? And that's where the hose wound up. Oh, man. And like, did he time it perfectly where like the hose would break and he'd then fall in the pool? So in case the, the hanging didn't work, I got the pool as a backup. I'm not really sure. How do you hang yourself over top of a pool? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Did they have one of those, um, what are those uh, things called? Like those little like gazebos wooden, over top of the pool? Yeah, like a wooden. Those like just fake gazebos that don't actually do anything. They're just like decorative gazebos that don't cover you up. Right. Okay, maybe, yeah. Did they, Did he have that? <laughs> I feel like if I don't he had, so. <laughs> if he did have that, it would have, I feel like the shots would have been worse. Um, that would have just been such a weird thing to rig up, such like a left turn in the movie. Like, why are they spending so much time on Gary's, <laughs> Gary's gazebo thing, open gazebo thing that doesn't keep the rain out? Um, right. Hanging situation. So I think they were just mailed it in and they were like, put the hose in there. So it's like, not, we're not sure how he died. Maybe sprinkle a little blood around too. So you're like, blood pool hose. All right. He's dead one way or the other. And they, I think they want us to think he killed himself. So. Okay. Yeah. He just tried to, you know, flog himself to death with the hose. That's where <laughs> the blood came from. And then just decided to jump in the pool and wait until he died. Right. And then the, uh, the open gazebo fell on him. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's not up anymore. <laughs> They had already cleared cleared all that. They left, the, they left the body there. They'd cleared all the wood from the phone. <laughs> oh, and maybe this, I might be conflating. Is that what I'm looking for? Confusing two things? Um, conflating, right. I think, means uh, combining two things into, into one in your mind, sort of. Right. But people use it okay. to mean confusing them uh, often. Oh, okay, good. So maybe I'm good. Maybe I caught that one just in time. So I might be confusing it with something else where a tr I want to say maybe a tractor winds up. Did he drive the new tractor that uh, David Duchovny made him buy into the pool with him somehow? I don't know. A tractor in a pool is coming from somewhere. Oh. Yeah. Did we ever talk about that guy who made that tractor machine and uh, then like went around destroying his, his city? that tractor uh, machine johnson no i don't think so that amazing story with it there's a documentary about the guy he seemed like a nice enough fella but then he was living in some town and everything started to go against him like he he lost his business and basically like the uh the bros of the town started to make his life miserable and then he decided oh. to get re revenge on all of them so he built this crazy tractor with like metal armor plating all over it he had spent like two years building this giant machine, and then he just went through the entire town, just mowing down everything, just destroyed all the buildings, stores. Just they couldn't stop him. Drove it into all the pools. Yeah, drove it, <laughs> drove it into Gary's Cole's pool. <laughs> tied a rope, tied a yeah, you know, a hose around Gary Cole, and continued on his merry way. <laughs> No, that is wild though. What part of the world was that? Here. I mean, it was somewhere like in the Midwest. It's just a, yeah. uh, I think. The Midwest yeah. tractor killer. Yeah, just like a guy. And and like by all accounts, a wonderful dude. He just snapped and, you know, spent two years snapping, I guess. Like spent right. two years ordering stuff off the internet to build this massive machine. 
And then, yeah, just it was fully armor plated. So he had like cameras on the inside or screens on the inside and cameras on the outside so he could see what was going on. And eventually that wound up being the thing that got him is I think the cops like shot out his cameras so he couldn't see where he was going anymore. Oh, and then, wow. And then they blew him up, I think. They like, they somehow got a, got some explosive in there and blew him up, I think. Snapping is the thing you can never account for, Tup. Like, oh, he was such a great guy. Like, okay, but everybody can snap. Like, yeah. He could never do that. He snapped. You can't understand he snapped? Every, you snapped. What? Yep. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, I think probably there are some people who are much less likely to snap, and maybe you have an idea about whether somebody could snap. He could never not. snap. I've known him for, this is the very definition of snapping. <laughs> Turns into a Seinfeld bit. Yeah. No, he's not the type. He's not the type to, no, we're talking about a snap situation. That's here. what snapping is. Um, yeah. You, you can't like that. All bets snapping. All bets are off. Sorry. Well, he would never do that. Well, what do you, what if he snapped? Oh yeah, I guess so. Oh Yeah. That's the interview with the uh, neighbors after the fact. Like, right. do you think, he, you know, do you think he's capable of this? And it's like, no, he would never do anything like this. Well, yeah, what if he snapped? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I could actually see that now. Yeah. What, now could you... you see you snapping? Yes. Did I do this? Shit. <laughs> 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 Just hand over your hands right then. Yeah, wow. I mean, what if you were so scared you were going to snap? Can you register yourself ahead of time? Hmm. Go to jail ahead of time. Like, I, I, I just better off here. I think I'm going to snap soon. <laughs> yeah, I think you can check yourself into a psychiatric hospital. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I feel Say like I'm going to snap soon. Right. I could snap and harm myself or someone else. Uh, just right. I need to be in here for a little while until things calm down in my mind. Right. They just tie you up with a hose and throw you. <laughs> throw you into Gary Cole's pool. <laughs> Got, a, got another one just yeah just wakes up in the morning sees another potential snapper out dead in his pool <laughs> He's, he can barely focus on how jealous he is of david Duchovny. <laughs> <laughs> just does his morning routine of scrape scraping out the gazebo wood <laughs> <laughs> Hey, <laughs> cleaning up today's tractor. <laughs> Morning, David. <laughs> how, did, how did the tractor thing work? I'm not. Yeah, the tractor. I'm wondering if the tractor was being confused with another thing. Like, I can't. Somebody's tractor wound up in a pool at some point, and I'm. It's either Gary Cole in with the Joneses or um, maybe one of the cult leaders drove his thing into a pool. Somebody, somebody who's near and dear to my heart drove their tractor into a pool and it's either okay. a cult leader or Gary Colt. Okay. And so is the idea that it's difficult to get out of a tractor once it's in a pool or. Oh yeah. Maybe he was a seat belted in. Oh, that's maybe what it was. He was using it as a weight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you could get yourself down to the bottom of a pool in a tractor, and and then if it's hard to, if it's hard to open the door uh, of the tractor, maybe that's a fine way of of going about it. Right. I think that's what the Kennedy died did. The Ted Kennedy drove that tractor off the ledge, and the woman was strapped in. I think into a seatbelt. Yes, I think you might be right about that. <laughs> <laughs> the Ted Kennedy musical. 
<laughs> Driving off a bridge. Same melody as 20 times, uh, the last 20 times. Yeah, Gary and the boys, the Joneses. Um, no theme from that, I don't think, though, huh? You know, I was, I had my, uh, my, you know, uh, themed are up the entire time and nothing triggered it at all. Right. Well, certainly do not harm yourself. And if you, oh, check yourself in if you want. There you okay. go. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I got to check in. I got to check myself into it for not picking up that theme. Um, right. <laughs> Pre-snap check-in. It's what we're famous for. Whoops. Ah, whoops is right. The Whoops Brothers. Um, yes. uh did you have a stage in your life where you thought piece of junk was just like a way of saying things like a a way of describing anything it doesn't not even meaning it's a junkie or anything just like oh yeah that piece of junk like (laughs) not even trying for it to be negative oh where i just thought it meant uh just like thing yeah i because i feel like it did at some point but then at another point I used it, and I think I offended somebody. <laughs> just like talking like, about their brand new car. Yeah, it was a car. Uh, like my cousin guy was like, so "How much do you pay for this piece of junk?" <laughs> <laughs> and like I just meant like this, like hunk of metal, or you know what I mean? Just like a, a very um, not uh, what's right down the middle, like neutral term for like thing. How much sure. you pay for this thing? It's like what I was going for. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think with a with a friend or a close, you know, or a relative or something like that, you could you could do that. Hunk of junk or piece of junk. Yeah, hunk of junk almost is like, oh, it's like a jokey piece of junk, I think. Maybe a hunk of junk is what I was going for. Right. Nah, it's not that much better though. How much you pay for this bag of bolts? <laughs> um, yeah, right. One of those. Exactly. Bag of bolts. Like that slang for like an old car or something, probably, huh? I don't know. Yeah, bag of bolts. That one, that might not be anything. Yeah. Bag of bones is what I'm thinking of. Bag of bones. Um, that's that's like an old person or something. You know, the old bag person. of bones, right. Yeah, bag right. of bones. Bag of bag of bun. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're a big uh, reminiscing is the spice of life podcast, wouldn't you say? I not if not unprompted I would. <laughs> well, if you wouldn't mind uh regardless of that, um yeah. I was thinking Please. back on our empathy as teenagers and like any time any friend would have any issue at all like really sad like uh you know, my girlfriend broke up with me. I'm really having a you are completely fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> we yeah, we were generally not accepting of hardships <laughs> right like uh you know i don't know man i don't know what to do like i think you know she's she's the one for me man like even though like that is probably stupid in high school but like yeah there is absolutely nothing to talk about here you are completely fine <laughs> right yeah like that it's not like we had really nice perspective it was just we were very dismissive you know yeah <laughs> it's not you are it's not like we were fine it's not like we were smart enough to know that hey you know these things might matter when you're older but right now they don't quite matter it's just like nothing matters at all right so were we right (laughs) we were right though i don't think we did it to anybody who was you know 
had lost a loved one or, you know, had, you know, but anything that was no. less than a, a close family member passing away, I think we were pretty much, you are absolutely fine. Yes. You just, the, the fact that you would even think for one second that you were anything else other than completely and perfectly fine. Is <laughs> <laughs> right. And just that they have to sit with that and then still like us for, you know, that's what we require of you, you know? Allow us to be assholes. Yeah. Please still like us. Um, have us go down in history is not too bad. If you wouldn't. Yeah, mind. hopefully that'd be nice. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, we turned out to be right. You know, uh, it just we we didn't we weren't right for the right reasons, but we were right. Right. Exactly. It's kind of the whole, um, you know, the thing you're saying happened did happen, but you forgot that it happened. So you think you're lying, but even though you're not. Yes, it's a Menendez Brothers musical uh, type situation. Yeah, Menendez Brothers musical <laughs> conundrum is the way the uh, phenomenon came to be named. <laughs> <laughs> then not just the Menendez situation, they reference the musical in the conundrum name. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's only known to be a fact. It's only uh, reported and comes to be known as a fact by way of the musical. You know? yes. It happened to be a fact, but again, only, yeah. The world only knows that it's a fact because of our musical. Right. Okay. So we're right. The, uh, the fact jump off point. Yeah. So the art made about the thing that happened was more influential. You're saying. Yes. Than the event itself. Yep. Ah. Exactly. So yeah, it's basically like, uh, the Menendez parents never even died. Cause we, we washed it away with this good deed. Uh, it is like that. It's sort of <laughs> like, the, it's like the last supper, right? Like, Okay, when you think of the Last Supper, of course you think of the painting, the Last Supper. You don't think of like the actual <laughs> Last Supper. That's an amazing point. Yeah, like the the that all that happened was a good painting got made at this point. Honestly, because that's what's left. None of the people who were in the painting are still none of their relatives are even still alive. They're long gone. So, I think at a certain point the, the art, story becomes about the painting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Life imitates art. <laughs> 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 yeah who did that one uh the last supper i want to say that's da vinci but i'm probably completely ah. you're, you're you're more of the art history buff the vinch man yeah that sounds right um yeah a couple others include um you have your american gothic and madonna with the long neck you're you're out yeah. there uh which one were you gonna say i wasn't gonna say one Oh. I refuse to say anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had oh um the wrath of the Medusa and th there was some debate over whether it was the raft of the Medusa. I think. Oh, man. Well, at least between yeah. me and whoever I <laughs> whoever I was wrong against in that argument that I had. <laughs> I think it probably is the raft of the Medusa just cuz it's always something a little bit different than what you would expect. That's true. Yeah. Right. It was the wordplay of the time as well. Oh, interesting. The wordplay was a shoulder stander from the visual art. It was the horrible senses of humor of all those people back then, you know, right. just no clue what was funny. Any of these, Can you imagine like joking around with Mozart or something like that? He probably oh, was man. the least funny guy on the planet. Right. Well, what he was doing wasn't regarded as funny, but if I bet in a different time, his like high pitched laugh and stuff would have been quite comical, but it would have been like we're kind of laughing at you. We're sorry, pal. Right. You're not I mean, in on even it. even like people who are considered to be funny in their day, like take 
I don't know, like Charlie Chaplin is like a comedic actor. Imagine like sitting down, hanging out with Charlie Ch- I, Charlie Chaplin, just like hanging out. And, oh yeah, right. I, 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 it's horrible, horrible hangout. I, I have Charlie Chaplin. What was that? Uh, you get hit in the head and fall over. Charlie Chaplin. Charlie the Chapman. Uh, Hitler mustache. Uh, oh, he was doing Hitler silent, silent films. Yeah, everything was Hitler based. It was a, it was a, it was a time of a lot of Hitler based comedy. Uh, right. It was all know. silent movies about Hitler uh, doing the Holocaust. And yes, well, it later but slapstick in there. Yeah, there was there was slapstick stuff baked. You know, Hitler, right. whatever, steps on a rake and then accidentally kills a few million. People. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, Oh, so that's another example of the art that was created <laughs> from it being meaning the thing was worth it. No, my God. That is probably true because I, when I picture Hitler, I just picture Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> <laughs> I might be alone on that. Yeah, I might be on an island there, but. Yeah, uh, so you get hit in the head and have the mustache, act out some of that stuff. Oh, you know what it was, though? It became, you know what kind of art it was? It was the Dark Side of the Moon, Wizard of Oz style, where you lined up Charlie Chaplin movies with the Holocaust. <laughs> oh, damn. And they li- and it made sense perfectly. Like when Gosh. you hit play on the Holocaust alongside of... No. Right, on the, on the just the <laughs> CCTV footage of the whole Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> But over top of that, you put the audio from every Charlie Chaplin movie. <laughs> the audio from. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Wow, we that's a, did that become a whole genre of uh, art? The lineup genre. I you know I think there's probably a lot of it out there on the on the dark web or something like that. But I, I haven't heard of any other lineups other than the dark side of the of the moon. Because I think if you make it short enough, you could make anything line up. It's the ones that last a whole album worth, I think, that are... what If half the album goes through, you can call it art? No no more yeah. than half? No less than half? That's a good point. You could definitely say, like, oh, yeah, if you start the, you know, Smashing Pumpkins song, Tonight, Tonight, uh, an hour and 20 minutes into Saving Private Ryan, it matches up perfectly. Because the movie's only an hour and twenty five minutes, so you don't. It just plays over the ending credits. (laughs) Matches up perfectly, (laughs) and only the first two minutes of the album. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that kind of worked. The the words were coming down the screen, and like it went with the song, and that they were both playing at the same time. Yeah, it felt it felt appropriate. Like you know, the speed of the credits, how fast they were going, felt appropriate with the song. Right, right. Uh, I, but I think it is a probably pretty untapped market, the uh, lineups. I think it just probably people forgot to make it a whole format and just like go right. after it like they do every other format. So, Oh, yeah. a movie you play, like you have two TVs and you put on a movie at the same time and like it looks like they're talking to each other movie to movie. Oh, wow. Okay. You could set that up. And again, the longer it makes sense, the more impressive, the better art project it is. And that's how you grade the art each year at the awards thing. Um, 
But then, then some really good five minute films were made where the, Hey, these things uh, made sense for five minutes. We didn't, you know, all we did was we're, we're like an art curation service. We're just finding it and out there. We're, we're, we're discoverers. It's already out there. Yeah, no, that's true. It's uh it's like discovering a new species of animal. It's not like you, you know, created the animal yourself. You're just the guy, <laughs> just the guy out there finding. It. Oh man, I love that crossover. Right? Yeah. Oh, but I bet humans are what bad enough people that they would try to take credit. Like, hey, look what we made. <laughs> these early on, that's probably what they did. Like these guys when they first started becoming friends with dogs or whatever, they were like, hey, look what I made. They're like what? You know, how'd you do that? That's true. And then they then. Oh, and they kind of did by breeding them. They did, yeah. That's kind of making them. I made it. Like I made them breed anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think you you're you're probably allowed to take a little credit for like at least the really weird looking dogs. You can be like, that's that was me and my <laughs> right. me and my friends. We did that. We created this weird, horrible dog that has all these folds all over it, and it you know, <laughs> gets sick as a result. Really. Oh yes, prank dogs. <laughs> <laughs> What about uh, the fact that w- when we dig into art and art history class and history of art class, uh, none of them are very impressive. Did, did you have that opinion or were you kind of like, these are really good when you were like looking at all the... Uh, oh, great point. Right. I think the only thing I that ever impressed me about like some of those w- was that it was so long ago and they were able to like do... because. St- the invention of this stuff is unbelievable. The first guy who was like, I just like made this picture, you know, like how fucking amazing is this? Like, did you, you guys didn't like, this is an, the, a crazy invention. You'll never believe what I did. So, I mean, I think if they were the people discovering it, like this is some of the earliest stuff, like, and it's just so genius for the day. That's what I could maybe appreciate about art history, if anything. And I just made this up now. So it's not like I'm saying this was my take in high school. Um, right. Because I, I was very outspoken about how, what a horrible, no, I, I love the teacher of it and the class was fine because any ones that I was able to get a B or above and like, I just was kind of like, was able to be in the middle of the pack in a class, I, I clung onto those. So I could remember like what painting was named what, and that's pretty much the whole class. Yeah. That's sort of like a, were you particularly good at it? Do you think? Um, I was particularly good at compared to other subjects, but not to like, I don't think I was better than any, you know, I was middle of the road, uh, which is on my curve, top of the class. So like, if I'm, if I'm in there, I'm a genius. Yeah. 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 Um, (laughs) I just always think like in all the other genres of art, like, uh, like I don't like, uh, I don't like opera. I don't like ballet. Um, Hmm. but I'm impressed by how, incredibly difficult that is to do and like okay. yeah again back to mozart like composing those amazing songs like all this complexity and beauty and stuff like that yeah. paintings these paintings that are like renowned in history uh at the mona lisa is, is the obvious example of like that's garbage like that's a horrible painting <laughs> i don't we you you mentioned uh, american gothic i actually kind of like american gothic just because it's weird but like it's getting cartoony with american gothic a little bit yeah i'm just a, some old couple like looking kind of goofy in front of their right. farm i i don't Mary think the goth you're, man. you're not saying anything interesting I, it's but i mean and then yeah the scream 
That's like a oh, child's that's terrible. work. I could do that. Like I suck at art and I could, I think I could do the scream. I could do better than the scream. Um, you know, with, with two hours, uh, worth of class, uh, class teaching me. Yes. With your, yeah. With your eyes tied behind your back. Right. Um, and it was a class specifically about how to paint the scream, not a general painting class. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> were there any in the in the mix that you saw and you were like, all right, that's pretty awesome. Like, I love that. That's really... Hmm. Like, I Picasso was kind of cool because it was at least... Picasso was coming up with something different there and, like, doing something weird. And 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 I always like... What liked, was the Pikman doing? Picasso was like... Yeah, he started that cubism, right? Where, like, things are being seen from multiple perspectives at the same time. Oh, okay. And Salvador was different, where his were like, damn, that's pretty cool. Yeah, Salvi the yeah. D-Man. Salvi uh, D-Man the Dolly. I, I liked him. I liked uh, that. He was kind of more surrealism. So he was okay. like, the persistence of memory was yes. a good one, where that uh, clock was melted over the right thing or whatever. Bend the clock over. And uh, yeah, I think he had the metamorphosis of Narcissus, I want to oh, say. Oh, yeah. Great name pull. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Dolly is the is the one that I actually only artist that I actually like. And then he's done some really weird uh, videos and stuff like that too. Total pervert sicko had to be. Like, oh yes. Had to be the sickest man on the planet to to create like you know just weird videos where like somebody's eye turns into a, like a whole bunch of maggots or something like that. And, oh, I don't know. Wow. So creepy. It's where the uh, Dalai Lama got his name. Oh uh, yeah, the maggot llama. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dolly uh is, any connection there while while we make the uh while we have a laugh about it any connection salvador dolly the dalai lama nothing to do with each other just happened to be the same word two different places i, I don't know what the connection would be yeah could have been one could have been a big fan of the other been the, same, <laughs> been the same guy <laughs> <laughs> the persistence of the Dalai Lama. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Very. I know nothing about the Dalai Lama. Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? I know what you mean. Yeah. Um. They they were trying to have a new one, and they were talking about how there can't be a woman, and that was a big reckoning. I think in the last few years, like a, a, oh. I think a woman was running for head Dalai Lama. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's a tough nut to crack. I think. <laughs> and um yeah i guess this would have been the first president of dalai lama and uh, <laughs> and so they were like no we can't have a oh right the current dalai lama was like no like women could never do this job like they're not Ooh, smart enough or something damn. he blew it okay. big time yeah that is that is rough um yeah so is it is the dalai lama like the pope where you just you have the job until you're dead <laughs> i wonder or, yeah yeah or I when think... the pope dies you get a new dalai lama. <laughs> right when the pope dies the dalai lama becomes the pope <laughs> <laughs> and the and the next of kin from the pope becomes the dalai lama <laughs> right the pope's wife becomes the dalai lama <laughs> Right. Why can't they do that job and have a wife? They're not doing anything. Give priests wives. Yes, I know. The parks are for kids. Give priests wives. 
Give priests wives. Yeah, that's as good of an, uh, good a cause as any of them, I think. Yep. At least as good as the parks are for kids. Definitely. And let's let's get the the first female Dalai Lama out there too. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Dolly Parton. Ah, a fine candidate. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty good. Wouldn't even have to change her name. Salvador Dolly Parton. <laughs> right. Is it some type of you see some type of like spiritual? Is it like the head of uh it has something to do with Tibet, right? The, the Tibetan Dalai Freedom Lama? Concert, I think. He was the one who started the Tibetan Freedom Concert. Tibetan Freedom. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he uh he was the one who f- first got the Beastie Boys to show up. <laughs> so gave him a special title. Right. He was Not the first one to give the Tibetans their freedom. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how they came up with the job. They were like, all right, well, who's going to be the guy who every few years the Tibetans get captured again? Who's going to be the guy to give them their freedom the next time? That's ah. how they started the job for the Dalai Lama. I see. It's sort of like a, sort of like the <laughs> Queen of England or whatever. You just like, it's they just go to him every couple of years. They they re-enslave the Tibetans and then they go to the Dalai Lama and he gets the seven free. <laughs> yeah, they have the okay. concert. The Dalai Lama says, "Okay, now we're good," and then uh, they start auditioning bands for the next one. <laughs> 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 yeah i think it's something like that <clears throat> all right yeah it has something to do i want to say it has something to do with buddhism because he's always wearing that robe around yeah that sounds right yep i hope i th- i think and hope so um mm-hmm. yeah because i think buddhists is one of the buddhist buddhism is one of the uh nice good ones like that's just about as close to being something that's worthwhile as religion has to offer if, yeah. if you even could call it a religion Right, it's more of like just, you know, meditate and, you know, lose your ego and shit, right? Yeah, I think it's, and the, while Buddhism, I think, does not shit on uh, believing in made-up stuff, like, you, you can, you're allowed to believe, like, the lie st- type things, like gods and stuff, but they don't force you to. It's not, to be a Buddhist, you don't have to believe the, any of the fake stuff. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, why, yeah. that is such a barrier, like, I would, like... I would bounce and bounce around, come to church once in a while if they were like, oh, we think you're money, even though you don't believe this. Like, come on in. And I think they probably do that. There are good churches that are doing that, probably. But, you know, have that be the standard. Like, what? You don't you don't want other people? What the fuck is this? Like, mm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they uh, sold this Buddhist temple right outside of my apartment for uh, $50 million, apparently. Otherwise, I would have tried to get in there, maybe. Oh yeah, go hang out with those guys a little bit. But yeah, finally they sold it. Uh, Fifty million dollars, isn't that nice? Wow, good way to go. That's yeah. hey, there's a there's a like success story being Buddhist right there. Sit on property, meditate, be peaceful, folks, and uh, you'll get your your payday. Right. I wonder if they have to send it all back to the Dalai Lama or anything. <laughs> crazy like that. Right, and it's right in one of the transition phases when the Pope is about to be it and the Pope steals all the money and gives it to the Catholic church. <laughs> yeah. Or they just, they might just have to use all 50 million to just throw the next Tibetan freedom concert. <laughs> it's what we're